It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler with me as always is my co-host Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412 and go subscribe to our YouTube if you're not watching on there already. Hit that notification bell so you never miss a video. And while you're there, go check out some of the links we have in the description on YouTube as well as the listening platforms. We've got year six of rocking around the 412 over the past five years to be able to raise over $25,000 to be able to provide Christmas for children in our local 724 and 412 area codes, as well as last year partnering up with the East Rochester, Pennsylvania Salvation Army to adopt kids off of their angel tree and provide Christmas for them as well. Um, So if you want to read about that mission, Check it out. You can donate if you want. It's got the GoFundMe link in the description of this show and all of the other shows that we put out, as well as we have the Everything Custom Designs, our friend Haley Wagner. Um, it's it's her company that she's got going on. She can make you T-shirts. It's Halloween times coming up. She can make you some trick-or-treat bags, anything you want that is customized, except for some hats. You've got a better chance of going to Lids in the Beaver Valley Mall. It's been shut for years and getting a hat from there <laughs> than you do from Haley Wagner. So... Just saying, go check it out if you want some sick t-shirts, but not a hat. I will never advocate for Lids as a company, so I don't know if I can agree with that um, as a former employee well, of Lids. Say, but, listen, I didn't say you, that you had to go to Lids, that they were a good company. I just said you had a better yeah. chance of getting a hat at, at, a, at a store that was shut in the mall a few years ago Yeah, than you do enough. with. Maybe there's a one in the back. I don't know. I'm glad they're shut. Couldn't have happened to a better company. Anyway, uh, this is the Around the 412 Pirates show. So we are not here to talk about lids and how terrible they are, but we are here to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates who uh, they're ending the season, I guess, about as well as we could hope. I mean, especially when you consider the fact they got like, yeah, they have like two and a half starting pitchers right now to finish out the season. And Mitch Keller got absolutely rocked. Uh, like Bailey Falter, because I don't think they're using him as like a traditional starter, but like he's sometimes going like four or five innings, like I, unless they are like if they're saying that he is a legit starting pitcher and it's just sometimes he has shorter outings. I don't know, but I'm like Keller Oviedo kind of Bailey Falter, although Ortiz is back now. So maybe they it's three and a half or even four. I don't know. But either way, they've been doing a lot of openers down the stretch here. Um, that was before Ortiz came back up. He actually is back up now, but uh, they're winning some baseball games. They've only lost like one of their last four or five series. They're like things are ending how we a couple of weeks ago started to say we wanted them to like to do, regardless of if it's going to have any impact on the standings this year. Other than the fact that, yeah, maybe you get a little bit closer to 500. Doubt they're going to be a 500 team when it's all said and done. But giving these younger players that are hopefully part of the next winning uh, window for the Pirates a sense of what it is like to win right now and have some success right now. So uh, this has been a nice thing to see, you know, a nice little surprise, I guess, to end the season. Uh, But, yeah, as, as we look at it right now, Winning tonight, uh, the time of recording this, we it doesn't go up until two days later. So Tuesday, September 12th, the Pirates notched their 67th win to bring them to 67 and 78. As of the time of recording this, you guys will have actually seen them play two more games because they play Thursday in the afternoon. So this will probably be up sometime either during the game or right after. But uh, yeah, 
that's kind of the uh, what we talked about on here, you know, breaking the fourth wall and giving you guys a little bit of insight into how the recording process goes for us. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the way that the Pirates are wrapping up this season? I mean, 17 games to go. I would say 75-ish wins is probably in reach. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I accept that, I guess. You know, I, we're getting to the point now where you want to see them at least be 500 contending for a playoff spot, but didn't necessarily think they were there quite yet. So if you would tell me that at the beginning of the year, that's fine. I think it's just more frustrating how we got to this point. First off, falter. I hardly know her. Um, second, I <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I I think that this is a good thing because we had talked about it where you want to build a winning culture eventually. You got to turn something around, not necessarily for just the season. Obviously, the season's dead in the water from where from where it was in the midsummer, but from a standpoint of building a certain culture, getting these the, these guys to stay hungry when you, you literally have nothing to play for else other than pride. And that's, that's what they have. So I think that it's a good thing that they've been winning the games. Um, and like we said, we, we talked about just re- before recording it, we figured out like they've got 17 games left. Um, at least as of recording this, they have 17 games left. If they go eight and nine in that stretch, that would get them to 75 wins. That's something that preseason, if you would have said 75 wins, I'd say like that, that's, that's not too bad. That's a pretty good season from, from what the expectations were. It's just from where, we, where we got to that, that, a record is from like after April, if you would have said 75 wins, I'll be like, what, what went wrong? And obviously we mm-hmm. saw what went wrong over the course of the season, but still, I think if you can go like eight and nine, nine and eight and get to like 75, 76 wins, that's a feel good moment um, for, for this pirates, especially some of the players that, that are playing right now, like some of the younger guys that are on the, are on the lineup. And so I think it's a good thing. Um, and I, I think that it's very doable too when you look at the what they're ending the season with, some of the series that they have. There's some winnable games. So it's it's nice to see. I'm not gonna say like I'm I'm like overly as interested as I am in April as I am um as I as I am in September this year, but I am more intrigued by the pirates in September than I have been in several seasons. And that's something that I can't say that often. Uh it, they're showing they're showing some fight, which is which is a fun thing to see. Two versus the Nationals, three versus the Yankees, three versus the Cubs, three versus the Reds, three versus the Phillies, three versus the Marlins. That's how they wrap up the season. So right now, like I said, sitting at 67 wins after tonight's win over the Nationals. Um, what is your updated guess for their win total? What do you think they finish at? Well, I, I already know where you're going to go, so I'm going to predict that I'm going to give it a little bit of more upside. I'm going to say 76 wins. I think they'd go 9-8. and eight. They have a winning record over the last 17 games, uh, just above 500. And I think they get to 76 wins. And I think that that would be a good accomplishment for this team to finish off, especially how we felt about this team in like July, mid-July. I feel like we were as low as we could be as, as we had been all season. Well, actually, no, maybe maybe May. May, May was probably worse. But in July, mm-hmm. we were pretty low on this team and where they were going to finish the season. But if they could turn around and get 76 wins out of it, I'd feel pretty good. Yeah, oddly enough, I mean, once they're done with the Nationals, the Yankees are the worst team they play. <laughs> so yeah. weird, weird in their 500. So Yankees, Cubs, Reds, Phillies, Marlins. Um, yeah, I, I think with the way that they're playing, they could win. I mean, I would hope that they win more than five of these remaining games. I think they'll go eight and nine, and that would put them at 75 wins. And again, I think that that's a good 
good number for them to be at this year. I, w- I, I would have said that was a, a really good number for them to be at last year and then hope they were more like in the 500 range this year. Um, yeah. But, you know, things aren't linear. I We could have the talk all day about where they are in terms of Ben Sherrington's fourth year of this rebuild and just not seeing enough progress. But we'll save that for another day. I think when you look at the roster that they came into the year with, losing O'Neal Cruz as early as they did, to still get 75 wins, a little bit, little bit of a cap tip to the team for the way that they played down the stretch. Yeah, and speaking of Cruz, he is officially shut down uh, for the season. That's something that we had touched on. Whether we'd mm-hmm. want to see him back if he was if it was available at all, I, I think it's the right call. Uh, I mean, just just let the, it heal, let the full healing process happen. There's really no use to for him to play. Like, yeah, it would be cool to see him back in the lineup from a fan perspective, from but just from like the player's health and and what you want him to be in the future. I don't want him tweaking anything. I don't want anything re-aggravating anything. I know it was a broken leg, so you're not going to necessarily re-aggravate it, but you know what I mean? Like, I just don't want anything else bad to just be fluky and happen to him. I think it's the right call from where the pirates are, um, where they are at in their season versus like what we are, what were we bringing back on deal four to do? It's not like we were bringing him back to get us over a little bit of a hump and make a, a playoff push. I wouldn't even say, even though it's technically possible, you're not even trying to get to 500 um, if you're bringing O'Neill back. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's the smart move to just shut him down and 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 call it a day until 2024. Yeah, too important. Too important to this team's future to, to bring him back and risk it. Like, I didn't even understand the mindset of wanting him to get in games this year because it's not you have too much of a gap. Like, him coming back for some games in September isn't going to have him ready to go in April. Like, yeah. If you want him to play winter ball, and maybe that's already something he was planning on doing or something, that makes more sense. But it's not like him playing games in September is all is going to like have him shake off the rust come spring training at the end of February. Like that to me isn't isn't doing anything for him. If he's gonna play winter ball, I think that's great. Did him some reps there once he's fully healthy. Him coming back this year to me really never made sense once we saw it was a lost season. To to an extent, when I say that, meaning once we got to like mid-August. Like if he could have mm-hmm. come back for like a month and a half, two months or something like that, sure. But once we got to a certain point, it's like, what are we even hoping at this point? Especially since we got to September. There's, there's no yeah. point for him to come back. Yeah, I would agree. Um, speaking of coming back. Andrew McCutcheon, partially torn Achilles, ends his 2023 Pirates season stuck on 299 home runs. I guess the question coming off that injury at his age, uh, also, by the way, not the only 35-plus-year-old athlete to have a torn Achilles within the last week. Different sport, but uh, Andrew McCutcheon, do you think that he's back with the Pirates in 2024? Would you want him back? And do you think that this is something that could – you know, affect him next year. Like he's already a guy that's not playing the field anyways, really. But would you be okay with him bringing him back just to strictly be a DH? Like, or is that taking a spot from somebody else? No, I would. I I would be back, uh, be okay with bringing him back. And I'll say that it doesn't even necessarily have to do with what he does on the field. We've talked about the culture having to change. We've talked about having to get these guys believing they can win and having a winning culture. There's only one guy in that clubhouse that has felt a winning culture in Pittsburgh, and that's Andrew McCutcheon. He knows what that feels like, and he knows what that could take. 
I feel like Kendra McCutcheon is someone that you're still going to need moving forward if you want this team to get to the point where they are a winning team. I You need someone to be a leader for these guys. And whether you think that he's taken up a spot or not, maybe he is, but I think that he is just as valuable for what he does in the clubhouse and what he does in the dugout than, than for what he does on the field as well. So we'll see how he comes back from that partially torn Achilles. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if a partially torn Achilles is better than a fully torn. I mean, obviously it is on the surface, but like, I don't know, at least recovery wise, how, how much it's, it's different than like a fully torn Achilles. I have no idea, but I think if you bring him back just to be in that DH role, um, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I've said it on the show. I've said it on Twitter. I think that Andrew McCutcheon should basically just be offered a contract every single year with the Pirates until he does not want to play in Pittsburgh anymore. Because if they are going to get to a winning space, I feel like he's going to be a leader in that clubhouse. And if they're not, then what's it even matter? And just have him around for the fan service. Yeah, I guess I'm in the same spot. Like, even if he's not going to play every day as the DH and you're going to give those at-bats to somebody else, I would still have him be part of the roster, assuming that he wants that. Um, it's and, and you look at, like, this team, I don't know how many carryovers there are going to be. He's still, at his age and what he's doing, a better hitter than most of the guys currently on the roster. Like, if you look at this roster, assuming that he, Brian Hayes, goes into next season, the version we've seen down the stretch here, and Brian Reynolds. Who else would you say is a better hitter than Andrew McCutcheon on this team right now? Better hitter? Um, probably not really anybody. Yeah, and that's, me that's That's the scary part. <laughs> that's, 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 and that's twofold. That's in a tribute to how bad this roster has been constructed to this point, and also the fact that Andrew McCutcheon is still a relatively productive player at his age. I think it's both things. But yeah, he shouldn't be the third best hitter at this point in his career on this roster. But I think you bring him back in 2024, assuming he's 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 up for it, which I think he would be. I mean, he he is still le- he's leads the team, and this is for people who have played enough games. He is third on the team in batting average, and leads the team in on base percentage. Yes, he is still valuable to you as a DH because that was that was mostly as a DH this season. So I I think he still brings value from an on-the-field standpoint um, or in the batting box, I should say, standpoint. But you can't put a price tag on what he can bring as a value from a leadership standpoint because, like I said, he's the only one in that clubhouse that has any idea what it's like to get this team to the postseason. So to be able to have that mentality in there, I think is just going to be valuable for the, this team moving forward. And that's why I think you, you just bring him back as long as he wants to play for you. It's basically a coach that's also going to DH. Yeah. He's basically Pete Rose. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully not in every way next year, but we don't yeah. need him gambling on games. No, we have enough NFL players doing that now. Yeah. Um, but all right, there you have it. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Should Andrew McCutcheon be part of the 2024 Pittsburgh Pirates? In, in what capacity as well? We, we've kind of touched on that, but would you give him a lot of at-bats or DEH or bring him back in a very limited role just to kind of be part of the team and, and be a mentor with a, what's 
likely once again going to be a very young group. Do you agree with O'Neill Cruz being shut down for the season? And if so, would you like to see him get some reps in winter ball? Again, I don't even know if that was already in the cards or what, but um, what was the other thing? I think that was it. Did we talk about anything else with Pirates? No, not really. Cruz and McCutcheon? How do you think they're going to finish the season? Yeah. Let us know your guys' uh, updated win total for the team. And you guys are actually going to have a better idea because, again, by the time you guys are watching, listening to this, they're going to have played at least one more full game, and that second game is probably going to be almost over or over by the time that this episode is released. So uh, let us know in the comments about all of that. Let us know what you guys want to see in the future in terms of content. Um Check out the description where we have your six of rock around the 412 going on. Uh, first five years, we've raised $25,000 in doing so. Uh, the mission of the entire thing is to give as many kids in the area Christmas. Tyler and I never had to worry about it growing up, and uh, we just want to continue to give back in that way. We've also partnered as of last year with the East Rochester Salvation Army with their angel tree uh, in the name of our late friend Dalton Keene, his girlfriend Kaylee, and Isla, daughter Isla have gotten involved with it. It's been awesome to see. So check that out. Donate. Have a chance to win some prizes down the line uh, once we, of course, do that in December. And also check out Everything Custom Designs, our friend Haley Wagner's custom shop, Etsy and Facebook, both linked down below. Get some T-shirts. Halloween's about a month away, so you can get uh, some custom trick-or-treat bags for your kids as well. Can't get a hat. Can't do it. So if you're looking for a hat, sorry, you got to go somewhere else. Um, Follow us on our social media stuff as well. Hit that notification bell. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a like. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Around the 412. Uh, We will be back next week with some more shows. We will also be back over the weekend with our three keys, both offensively and defensively, for the Steelers to beat the Browns. If you're watching the Pirates show and give a crap about what the Steelers and Browns game is going to be like. Uh, Last week, we were very successful with our three keys on each side of the ball. So hopefully we look to replicate that. But uh, yeah, do all that stuff for Tyler, for Smitty. This has been the Round the 412 Pirates show, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.